0: Hello, this is Pastor John
1: and this is Pastor Tim.
0: This is the Every Moment His podcast and we are continuing a series called Stuff You Should Know and last time we talked about uh, the Holy Scriptures, Scripture alone and how our church, our faith is based on Scripture alone and now we're going to talk about um, our uh, book of confessions and so um, as a church body in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, um, of which Holy Cross is a part, we uh, subscribe to what's called the Book of Concord. And the Book of Concord is basically a book of confessional writings uh, which lay out what we believe Scripture is saying. It's an interpretation of Scripture. And as pastors in the Lutheran Church Missouri Synod, we agree to these Mm-hmm. As sort of like boundary markers or standards. Yep. Um that we will not preach or teach anything that differs from this.
1: Yeah, and it, it doesn't uh the confessions don't have every little detail Mm-mm. um hammered out, but the main pieces are we're clear on. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we wanna say things like, you know, the what's in the small catechism. Yep, um, so the small catechism is, is the most basic
0: it part and so like when we talk about membership at Holy Cross we're asking members to subscribe to the small catechism Uh, but there are other writings that we as pastors will subscribe to like what we call the Augsburg Confession the apology of the Augsburg Confession which is not an apology of I'm sorry I wrote that (laughs) but it is a defense it's that that word apology means a defense of the um Augsburg Confession. And basically what this document is, is it's a big conversation with the Western Church, Mm -hmm. the Church of Rome at that time, about some basic doctrinal stuff. Who is God? Um, How are we saved? Baptism, the Lord's Supper. And there's a lot of agreement with the Roman Church, but Mm -hmm. there are some particular points where we disagree on the basis of scripture. And these are really questions that the church, the Western church, had never really figured out. Uh, There were different streams of thought. And they all kind of came to a head in the Reformation. And so 1530, let's go back a little bit. 1517 is when the Reformation started with the 95 Theses posted by Martin Luther. But 1530 is when the Augsburg Confession
1: was. So the Lutheran churches, they stood up. And they just said, this is what we believe. Mm-hmm. We've been studying the scriptures like crazy. Yep. Here's what we think they're saying. Right. And so when you and I, when we became pastors in the LCMS, we were ordained. Mm-hmm. And they had us say these vows, right? That we would, um, I subscribe fully um, to the Book of Concord, all mm-hmm. of the documents that are in there, because they are faithful, a faithful Uh, explanation of the scriptures
0: right right so um, yeah and and so just to give an example of some other uh, writings we have the small called articles uh, with small and the large catechism the treaties on the power and the primacy of the Pope Um, we have uh, then what's called the uh, the formula of Concord which is written a little bit later Uh, now, by the way, these, these writings are not just Martin Luther. In fact, mm-hmm. most of them are not written by Luther, which I think is worth noting because a lot of people think...
1: Yeah, it's not a Martin Luther it's cult. It's not a right. Ma-
0: Martin Luther show. Yeah, right. Um, Philip Melanchthon is the one who wrote the uh, Augsburg Confession and then the uh, Apology and then the Power and the Treatise on the Power and Premacy of the Pope. But then um, the Formula of Concord was written by a number of authors.
1: Um, So, Lutheran scholars getting together, really teasing out some of these issues, trying to say, here's what the scriptures say. Right,
0: right. And they're not just relying on their own interpretation. If you read the Confessions, you'll see that they're going back to church fathers like Augustine in the 4th and 5th century. They're going back to Ambrose. They're going back to Irenaeus. They're going back to all these church fathers and they're quoting them in defense of the faith they're confessing.
1: Yeah, and so it's scripture, mm-hmm. right? But it's not like scripture in a vacuum, right? right it's scripture right. based on the historic interpretation of the church, uh, based on the best reason we can muster uh, to understand these things, the cultures that, um, in which they are written. And so it's a very it's a scholastic enterprise, right? It's a scholarly thing that they were doing And so let's play a little, maybe, uh, devil's advocate here.
0: Okay, go.
1: Um, You know, like, well, Pastor John, you know, are you telling me that you guys have the one, absolute one, true interpretation of Scripture and everyone else is wrong?
0: Um, You know, that's such an interesting question. I mean, because, like, a lot of times we in different church bodies sometimes... Like the way we're talking about things, sometimes we get, we have just different ways of talking about things. But I, I think it's important that we really do take a stance on certain things. Hmm. Like, mm-hmm. what is baptism? Is mm-hmm. it something that confers to us God's grace, or is it just a symbol? What is the Lord's Supper? Is it uh, just a, a memorial meal, or is it truly Christ present with us? Um, I mean, these are really big, important questions. And I don't think as Christians we can do anything less than take a solid stance on things. I agree. And, and so we, um, like I remember being in college and in, in seminary studying these confessions and saying, you know what, this makes a lot of sense. And I believe that the confessions are stating the Christian faith in the most faithful way.
1: Right. Yeah. And so that I mean that's the, the um, conviction. It took a while for me to come to that too, yeah, because too. You, when you start to realize how big of a deal it is to confess what the Bible's saying, mm-hmm. I mean people have lived and died because of these words. Yeah. You know? so, and we're we're telling people to live and die by these words. So it's like, man, I don't want to get. I don't want to do that wrong.
0: Yeah, and that's honestly why, like, in our rite of confirmation or the rite of membership, we say, I will be faithful to this church and this confession until death. And I don't think most people take that seriously, not only because kids are confirmed and they don't, you know, return, Mm -hmm. but also, you know, people will just change to whatever church kind of feels comfortable or whatever church kind of is doing that has the best coffee or has the coolest preacher, and it's like, well, okay, but, but in, your, in our church body, we are confessing the faith together, and we're saying, we are convinced, persuaded of the truthfulness, uh, and, and see, another thing that we often do in American Christianity is we say, I just believe the Bible, and so you have Bible churches, which is funny, because it's like, well, if you're a real, like, faithful church, you're a Bible church. Sure. <laughs> but... You know, it just doesn't really work to just be a church and say, we just believe the Bible. Yeah. Because, like, if you talk to Jehovah's Witnesses, they're going to say, we just believe the Bible. If you talk yeah. to Mormons, they'll say, we just believe the Bible and, of course, those other writings. But it, the, the point is is that, you, well, what do you believe about the Bible? Because right. the Bible is a big book.
1: What so, does the Bible tell you to, to believe? Right. So yeah from what you read in the Bible, what do you believe? Yeah, and so, you know, even people who don't have confessional writings, um, they say we're just Bible believing or we're even Mm non-denominational. It's like everyone is making decisions about what they think the Bible says, whether or not they have acknowledged those and stated them clearly or not. They could just be drifting around in the air. Mm -hmm. And if they are, they're probably cultural. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Rather than explicitly stated. And I think the beauty of this is we are asserting this is what God is telling us and we're going to stake our claim here. Mm-hmm. Right. If we're wrong, it's because uh, the scriptures, we couldn't understand the scriptures completely. But to the best of our ability, this is what the Bible is saying. Yeah. And so we're going to boldly say this is what we're going to believe. This is what we're going to raise our kids to believe. And that gives us a good stability. Yeah,
0: and it's interesting that, because we see this, I think, through like an American lens. But historically, like at the time of the Reformation, the churches of the Reformation were confessional churches. I mean, they had a body of doctrines and teachings. They believed on the basis of scripture. So you have the Augsburg Confession, which is our confession. You have the uh, the Westminster Confession, which would be that of the Presbyterians. Uh, you have the, I think it's the, um, is it the Belgic or the, I can't remember all the name of the confessions of the Calvinistic churches. but Some, There's
1: um, Dort in there a yeah. little later, but yeah.
0: So you have these confessions, and these church bodies took these very seriously. But one of the things that's happened in uh, American Christianity is we've just gotten away from from being confessional church bodies mm-hmm. so uh, i remember going to a men's conference in the hartford connecticut area and there was a speaker his name was Vody balcom he's a he's a baptist yep but he was like hey guys guess what you need to find a confession of faith pick a lane and stick with it because if you don't you're going to be led astray mm-hmm. by all these heresies that the early church dealt with because hmm. like these confessions are dealt, they're, they're meant to make us avoid false teachings that if you just pick up a Bible, you're going to maybe go you there. Might fall into you're going to maybe misunderstand the Trinity or how you're saved. Um, but the early church went through these things for hundreds of years and they clarified what they believe in creeds and confessions and catechisms. And so Balcom was like, I think it was kind of a new thought for a lot of the people in the audience. Mm. Like, wait, I just believe the Bible. Well, yeah, but what do you believe about the Bible? Yeah. And so he said, hey, you got to pick a confession, study them, pick the one that's most faithful. And I thought that was so interesting because, and I see it that recently many young Christians have been sort of like, you know, I grew up in the non-denominational scene and I'm kind of done with it because it just rides the trends of what's popular, mm-hmm. and I want something that's stable, historic, anchored in generations, and not just
1: here and there with the winds, you know. Yeah, I mean, in eight years we'll be celebrating 500 years of the Lutheran Confessions, right? The the Book of Concord. Oh, the Augsburg Confession, 15. Yeah, 15 1530. Th- oh, sorry, yeah, yeah, tw- tw- 2030. So. Augsburg Confession, we're going to be celebrating. That's a pretty, that's a pretty good run already, 500 years. Yeah. That's longer than most nations. So, yeah, I think that stability is attractive. The other thing I see is it combats, I think one of the greatest um, sicknesses that's in our world is this idea that uh, we just can't really know. You know, like, this is what I believe, but other people believe other stuff and no one can really know. And if that's the, what you think, you're weak, right? You can easily be mm-hmm. pushed over and bullied around. Um, and if that's what your church says, you're, it's a weak church. It has nothing clear to hold on to and to pass on to the next generation. So right. yeah. I think that's the real treasure of the confessions is just to say, we have some strength here. Because we, yeah. we know what we believe about salvation. We know what we believe about baptism. We mm-hmm. know what we believe about the end times, right? We have some clear clarity yeah. that we can say, no, I'm pretty, I, I'm pretty sure that's been tested. And if it, yeah. and it can, can be explained to me too.
0: Um, and I've noticed that a lot of the things that Christians have questions about, like people in our congregation have questions about because about the end times or about mm-hmm. this or that, It's actually, a lot of these questions are addressed in the confessions. Yeah. They were addressed 500 years ago. That's not a new thought. (laughs) Encourage people to read them. Now, if somebody wanted to start reading the Lutheran confessions, of course, the catechism is a good place to start. But if you've mastered the catechism, what would be a good next pick?
1: I mean, the Augsburg, you know, the Augsburg Confession, it uh, just gives you these clear, concise articles on mm-hmm. specific matters. It's a very practical document.
0: Yeah. I'd say a large catechism, too.
1: Large catechism, yeah. Expand yeah. your depth of knowledge about the small catechism mm-hmm. and the main six chief parts of the Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Um, the apology is great. The epitome of, is, is, is really good. Um, yeah, because it deals
0: with these topics. Like So, for example, we just preached on Romans 9 recently. And Romans 9 deals with the sticky question of why some, not others, predestination. Um, it's God will, some to be saved and others not. Well, the Book of Concord has a whole section on that. Um, and it's really good.
1: Yeah, right. They thought <laughs> it, carefully about they it. They
0: thought carefully about it. They lay out all the scriptures. They lay out the reason, the thinking. And... Um, there's even a an end times article in there. Hmm. Uh, so I mean, get in there, dig in there, and, and and we can help you with that if you want to start to to read these because the these confessions are they're good and yeah. they're helpful. So All well, right. that is about it for this time. Next time we're going to talk about the spirituality of the Lutheran Church. And, you know, a little bit different than popular American spirituality, but much more in line with the historic church and something I think is refreshing Mm. and really creates some stability in our lives spiritually. So we'll talk about that next time.
1: Cool, do you wanna hear a joke real quick? Sure. (laughs) All right, so have you seen, have you ever been scuba diving? Never. But you've seen how scuba divers, they, they go backwards into the water? Yep. So do you know why they go backwards? into the water? Tell me. Because if they fell forward, they would fall into the boat. (laughs) That's that's a great thing to hand on. All right, we'll see you next time.